the United States Champion of Justice. Fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Ah, good afternoon and welcome to the Darian America Show, brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. If you would like to be a part of the show today, you can always call in at area code 877-711-5611. We are here to talk to you. Darian America is for the Americas, the Americanites. I'm here for you. All right. And of course, with me, my producer, I got Drew Breeze, the cool breeze. How are you, Drew? I'm doing well. How are you, Darian? Man, I'm fantastic. I we, can tell. You know me. I stay half, glass half full. <laughs> that is me. All the time. I, I don't know why people sit around and be mad for. What you going to be mad about, man? You're still breathing, and it's good. And we have had a mild winter in Chicago, man. It's looking like now it's starting to finally try to come to us. So I hope you all got your supplies ready because they say it's going to be a big snowstorm. But you know the weatherman can be like 99% wrong, and he can always get his check. So I'm still looking for the job where I can be wrong and I still get paid because if I mess up and do the wrong thing in most places, they don't keep you around very long. So, wow, y'all, let's get right into it. Illinois ran out of weed. <laughs> wow. I jumped online and I went to, um, and actually I didn't want to do the Chicago newspapers or the Chicago news outlets because, of course, we know what's going on here, but I wanted to see what the other states thought about it so i went to uh the sf gate that's the a paper in san francisco that's pretty popular and um yeah they were really talking about how illinois has run out of weed the dispensaries are low and people have really been standing in those lines to get recreational marijuana for their own personal use now how does that make you feel as you know people you're on the road and all these people that are standing in line that are waiting to get this little 30 grams or whatever. 30 grams. Yeah, okay, D. <laughs> Three grams. <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. Don't listen to Dairy in America and think you can go out and buy 30 grams of weed and walk around with it. Hey, I'm not like the most savvy when it comes to the, the units of measure. You know, I'm one of those who, okay, a gram is a gram, and I have not done the mathematical tallies and calculations in my head in a long time because, of course, I'm not 14 and I'm not in algebra class. So it doesn't matter to me, but I know three grams ain't nothing. So considering, you know, you can get you a nice amount on the streets, man. But Illinois is trying to do it. They're trying to do it the right way. And they ran out. <laughs> so in my mind, I think one out of every three Chicagoans are stoners. So where does Darien America fit in that then? If I'm saying one out of every three, I mean... Am I one of the the one that is the stoner? Or am I the one that's the, the, the two out of three is, oh, my God, weed is so bad. <laughs> well, I honestly feel like I'm glad that they've come to the, the conclusion that we can handle marijuana in Chicago. And by right, it should have already been here because they gave us conceal and carry first. Hmm. Let's pontificate on that for a minute. Yeah, that's a big college word, and I know what it means. I can't spell it, but I know what it means. <laughs> Let's think about that, y'all. People were standing in lines for hours. <clears throat> hours, y'all. Hours to get this recreational marijuana, 
and it's gone. And at one point, at one particular dispensary, I didn't catch the name of it, but they said they were robbed and the weed was stolen. Hmm. Yeah, somebody came off the street and they put a plan together to go execute that. See, if you think like me, because I'm always, sometimes I'm a, a conspiracy theorist, and I am a loss prevention guy. That is my background. I used to catch shoplifters, man. I was one of the first assets protection specialists. That was my title. On 86 and Cottage Grove, one of the first targets that came to the Chicagoland area. And I know when I applied and got hired, the big thing was 2010 targets by 2010. Well, now that target is gone. And the other target that was on 119th is gone. And the 2010 targets maybe have been a little bit stretching for it, and they, they kind of outkicked the coverage. So Target is, is not on the south side anymore. There's one on the north side I drive past that's by the Loyola campus. And, uh, it, it I mean, it's Target. It, it is what it is. But when you see something like that happens, that means that jobs are gone. And I'm a little bit upset that those jobs are gone. But those people that were working there, man, my peers that worked at the Target when I was there, some of them have went on to become great management, and they're doing their thing. But, yeah, that was the deal when I, I did loss prevention. So to think about somebody hitting a dispensary and they robbed them, that's an inside job, man. I mean, because they haven't even been open that long to really pay attention to their regular routines. You know, when you're in security, they teach you, don't do the same thing over and over again. You can have security routines, but don't do the same thing over because people are watching. We're always on stage and people are watching your every move. So for them to get robbed... Yeah, I think that was an inside job. What do you think about that, man? Call me at 877-711-5611. How did Chicago, specifically, and I'm blaming us, how did they run out of weed? I mean, Colorado still got weed. Colorado ain't too far away from us. How come the dispensaries in Chicago didn't talk to the dispensaries in Colorado and kind of work out a deal? I mean, when we ran out of stuff when I worked at Wendy's, then, yeah, I used to work at Wendy's back in the day, sometimes we would run out of meat. (laughs) <laughs> How do you do that, man? What's with the management? When you run out of your supplies, that's a management issue. So somebody who was inside the place, they put together an elaborate plan, and I think that they they hit them from the inside. That wasn't something that you walked up. There's a video on YouTube where it's a dispensary that's controlled by the Crips, and they had a guy come in. I saw this on YouTube. You can go, I mean, just Put the search, dude tries to rob dispensary. He tried to rob the Crips. Put that. And look at how the Crips handled him. (laughs) The Crips can get, they can get their loss prevention together, and they know what it takes to keep their weed safe. How does a dispensary get hit in Illinois? And the Crips figured it out. I mean, I think they should kind of go out and ask the Crips, hey, how did you protect your stuff so good? Well, outside of them being the Crips, I mean, you got to be brazen to rob the Crips. Oh, at least I think so. When I think it's Crips, I'm afraid. Okay. We got a call already. Ready to, no? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Drew Brees, the cool breeze. He, <laughs> I love this dude, man. He found the footage. If you're on my Facebook Live page, you can actually see what happened when that guy tried to, that's been trying to rob the uh, Crips, right? This is the video you were referencing. Yes, yep. sir. Drew is like just Superman. I, I love that guy. <laughs> Drew Brees, the cool breeze. Yeah, so they tried to rob the Crips, y'all, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I bet they uh, and they probably strategized and thought about it. They say, hey man, this is what we gonna do. We gonna go into you know and, and ask for the weed, and then right when they give it to us, we gonna run out the door and just hit it. I mean, I know I run a four point three when I'm on crack speed, and I can yeah okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with the Crips dispensary. Check it out, man. It's on the Facebook page live now. So I just brought that up to say. What is Chicago up to? I mean, y'all been waiting on it. Y'all been wanting this. You've been wanting to have this recreational weed is here, and we can't even keep it enough of it. I mean, the lines, five hours in a line. I don't know if I would stand in. I remember when I got my job at Target, and I didn't know the Target was hiring. All I knew was that they had this place set up next to this spot, this big, empty lot that they were building stuff. But I saw people standing in lines with suits and business attire on. So I was driving home, you know, I was actually working out at, uh, what was it? It was called, what's up, Drew? Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> Sometimes you get a look behind the velvet uh, rope, so. But I know that I saw people standing in line, they had their suits on, and I went to put my suit on, and I said, man, let me go see what's going on here. I don't, I don't think anything bad is going to happen. You know they have those events where they'll say, I'm giving away a boat, and then people dress up to go get the boat, and then they get in and get arrested. So I was like, I hope I don't have any warrants out. And that was back in 2001, man. And, and I stood in line with my suit on, and I walked out of there with a job. But I didn't even stand in line that long to get said job. People are standing in line for hours to get weed. What do you think about your people, man? When you're sitting there, you're like, these guys are in line just to get this stuff. Is it that serious? Well, because we haven't had it, I can understand it. You know, I believe you. You want it. <laughs> and whatever you want, you'll get it by any means. So you want to stand in line, you go stand in line. But I got a tip for you. You can walk in uh, Happy Liquors on 79th Street and just walk past the guy going loud, 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 loud. <laughs> That's our dispensaries on the south side. <clears throat> Let me stop jabbing at my side of the city, man. But what I, I, it really does make me wonder, what are you thinking about these people as the lines are getting so long and that they're running out? So we're coming up on a break. And when we come back, we'll get into the state of what we're covering today. What state is it? Check me out on my Facebook page, The Darian America Show. This is Darian America, WCGO 1590, simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to The Darian America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. If you want to be a part of the show, you can always call in at 877-711-5611. Or you can join me on my Facebook page. That's Darian America. Facebook, y'all. All right. So I was just talking a little bit about the weed sales, and I know it's one of those topics, and I kind of stay on it because I just, I'm having to get used to this. This is new to me. You know, I remember, you know, you have to be, you got to be quick, man. You got to be in the shadows to do a little bit of weed. And now it's okay. It's legal. You can do it in certain places. Now, don't get smoking and driving all that stuff. It's still operating heavy, heavy machinery while you're on this controlled substance. But I am glad that they've taken the opportunity to convert marijuana and just see. I mean, if it doesn't work, if we start seeing bad things from it outside of the, the theft from the dispensaries, uh, I, you know, if it's, if it's con, con creating a difficult situation, they will overturn it. But I am glad that people have the opportunity to partake. If you do that, if you don't, it, it should be now where you don't look at a person as bad. You know, even though weed does stink and it messes with your clothes and all that good stuff, and you can tell when somebody is on the good wacky tobacco. <laughs> that is such an old man term I just used. That's okay. But, hey, be careful with that stuff, y'all. And we are still learning. 
And I do, I am happy that they've allowed Chicagoans to take that in because they let people have guns before they let them have weed. Which one is more dangerous? And I'm still an advocate against having guns. You know, I did a little bit of a campaign a couple of, maybe last year, I, I started talking about Darian America running for president. I mean, I'm at the age where I could be president. And I even threw that out in a couple of shows back. If you could be president right now, would you? Would you really want that job? I mean, I'm going to be the first to tell you, Americans are whiny. We cry babies, man. We cry a lot about some of everything. And I'm, I'm one of those that I'm not the world's biggest crier. I get down on myself sometimes. We all have those, those times where we are our own worst critics. And I can't complain like the next, but we cry, man. We cry about a lot. And I could not imagine trying to be even Donald Trump right now. I mean, and I, I will say this, I am not a Donald Trump fan. I, I really don't go after Donald Trump because I do respect the office of the president. It is something that is pretty extreme. If you can go and become president of the United States, the leader of the free world, go for it, man. Because in all of the history that we have had, we've only had 45 presidents. I think Donald Trump is number 45. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I, I stopped counting when Clinton got in office. <laughs> well, I stopped counting because I didn't have to get credited for it. I wasn't graded on it. Okay, we got 45. Yeah, Drew Brees, the cool Brees. He'll let me know. You know, I don't talk in fallacies. I tell you the truth. And in all of the time that, we've, that America has been established, we've only had 45 presidents. So this is not a job everybody can have. I used to want it. I don't think I want it now, man. And especially with Donald Trump shooting at Iran, leave them people alone. For real. Now, unless they're doing some stuff where they need their butt kicked, then hey, America's, Americans, we may whine, but we ain't no punks. So, huh, take that. <laughs> and I'm going to touch on this real quick, man. The playoffs are still going on, man. This is one, one of the few where the New England Patriots will not be a part of it. How happy are you? Why, why is it that we can't let a dynasty be a dynasty and we complain and stump our feet and we just want to predict who's going to be the team to beat? The New England Patriots, well, we don't have to worry about it because the Titans bounce the Patriots and everybody's saying, Tom Brady is old. I get upset when they talk about Tom Brady being old because Tom Brady is very close to my age. And I think I even got Tom Brady by a couple of years. So I want to see Tom play until his legs fall off. I want Tom to play to 60 if he can because it lets me feel like I can still play. I was just talking to one of my peers in the back a little while, Jack Swagger, my man 50 grand back there doing what he do. But I told him I officially feel like, yeah, I think I've retired from sports. I, I don't want to play anymore. I used to be like, I had a thousand innings left in my arm. I can come out and pitch. You know, I can at least give you one inning, two innings of good pitching. I don't want to do that anymore. And I love baseball. I love football. But it is too much. So, yeah, Tom Brady, man, he's gone. And I want to see how long he can do this because if he can do it, Man, yeah, there he is, Tom Terrific. Look at old Tom. <laughs> That's him announcing his retirement. What? Publicly. Wow. So look at me talking smack, and Tom say he done. <laughs> oh, D Silk, get on top of your game. Tom is quitting. That is news to me. I haven't been following the news. If you have anything you want to throw in about that, man, being an older statesman playing sports, and you think you can still do it, or you just want to talk about Tom Brady, or just say hi to Darian America, you can always call me at 877-711-5611. So, yep, Tom Brady retired. Mm. That's all right. That boy Lamar Jackson, mm. he is must-see TV. I mean, I haven't seen anything like him 
you know, I had a chance to see Cordero Stewart. I had a chance to see Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham. It ain't nothing like Lamar. Yeah, good job, John Harbaugh, for recognizing what you had in him. And I love John Harbaugh because what did he do to solidify his quarterback staff? He went and put quarterbacks that play similar to Lamar Jackson. He got RG3 in the background. I forget who the third-string quarterback is, but if something happens to Lamar Jackson the way he plays with his extreme style, RG3 can, can clean it up. And I think with him having that rest and him having a chance to develop some, they're going to be all right. So I'm going online right now. I'm saying my Super Bowl champions this year will be the Baltimore Ravens, who used to be the Cleveland Browns, who then became the Baltimore Ravens, and the Browns got another team in Cleveland. So Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he is incredible. The team they put around him is superb. I like to watch that guy play. If you didn't see that spin move he did on Kansas City, man, was it Kansas City? The spin move itself, I don't even care who he was playing with. He looked like a video game. He looked like Tecmo Bowl back in the day when you used to hit Bo Jackson and Kevin Mack and bounce off of him. The spin was crazy. So let's get into it, y'all. What state are we covering today? The state that the United States Champion of Justice Fixing America's Issues One State at a Time is taking on is the state of movies. That's right, man. What's up with the movies today? I'm talking about it because we have seen so much technology in our time. Let's look at radio. I mean, man, you know, it was AM and FM. You know, I remember being a teenager listening to the radio when Crazy Howard McGee had the war going with Eddie and Jobo, GCI versus B96, because Eddie and Jobo got, they were like one of the first to get a seven-figure contract, I believe. They, man, they got some money, man. Them dudes got millions to be on the air. Well... I can safely assure you that the pay is not the same as it used to be. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying Darren America a million dollars to sit here. But my time is coming. I've made it abundantly clear. I want Tom Joyner's job. Tom retired successfully. The fly jock, he was going from Dallas to Chicago and doing everything, and he did a lot of good stuff for the United Negro College Fund. You know, he took care of, you know, black students who did not have the opportunity financially to pay for school. I still have an issue with that. I don't know why they put you in debt to come out of college, but you're going to go into debt hundreds, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars considering what it is that you do. What if you want to go to be a doctor? Doctors pay a lot. I mean, President Obama didn't finish paying off his student loans until he got into the White House. Wow. Why are you putting our people in debt as they're coming out 18, 19, 20, between the age of 18 and 25, you're still trying to figure it out. You know, and a lot of people, especially our people, African-Americans, they go towards the police, the fire department, you know, big time pay. If you're going to be a police officer, man, I tip my hat to you. I took the test and I could not pass the physical. I mean, I just can't run that long distance for that long time. And I'm glad they do that to the police because you should be physically fit to be a police officer. And, hey, my, my tip my hat to those guys. Keep up the good work. Serve and protect, man. But my point was, why do they put our students in debt to have them come out? Then you think once you've got your bachelor's degree, you're going to go and find this 50, 60, 70,000 a year job. It's almost impossible. You have to stay in school longer, which makes you incur more debt, which puts you in more debt when you get out. You honestly should not come out of school. If you do a four-year program and you get your bachelor's, your undergrad, 
I think you need to finish it all. Go ahead and get the master's. Get the doctorate. If you can, if you can pay for it and you can afford to have it happen for you, you should do that. Because trying to come out here, it's so many people. Let's even look at radio. You can get a radio job and sit there for 20 to 30 to 40 years. How long was Tom Joyner on the air? How long was Doug Banks on the air? I mean, there are some guys that have done a lot of time on, on the air in these seats. And if you can get one of those jobs, I mean, if I was 20, man, when I look at my man Tom Capone, I'm so proud of that guy. He got it together right away when he was in college. We stumped the yard together. And Tom looked good for a 40-plus-year-old dude. Man, I ain't going to put his age out there. <laughs> like, what you talking about, man? You old, too. Well, yeah. But if I could get a spot now, I mean, if I can be on WCGO for the next 20 to 30 to 40 years, I mean, I'll be 80 years old by the time I got off the air. <laughs> good luck with that, considering I drink and I do smoke occasionally. <laughs> but... Man, I digress. Let me get off of that, that, uh, that platform. I just wish that they would do it a little bit differently. I would rather put my people coming out of school when they graduate from high school, I would rather put them in debt trying to buy a house versus education because you're gonna, they, the jobs really do appreciate experience versus education. And you can get into a place where, yeah, okay, I'm in there and I do have this education and they'll build you with the experience. You know, I look at my producer he is getting life experience, and he's 17. So, man, 10 years he's been doing this, and maybe, you know, he does it here with WCGO, or he has a chance to move on, whatever. You get this dude 10, 15 years, man, he is going to be a dynamo. And in 15 years, I will be trying to push it to the unemployment line <laughs> because I'm getting old. <laughs> so let's talk about these movies, man. I've, I've been running my mouth. I, I, get on, I get passionate about that because I hate the fact that you know, I got children that are getting ready to go into college, and I can't pay for it all. They're going to incur some debt, and they're going to be trying to pay that off, and hopefully they get good jobs where they can. But if they fall into that rut where they can't and they're struggling, why do we do that to our American citizens? We need to find a different way to do this. So movies. Man, do you still go to the movies? The movies used to be a big deal when I was coming up. You know, I would think about... You know, you, you sit there, you see the trailers, and you're like, man, I can't wait to go see that. You put your pennies together, and you, you save up, and like, I want to go to the movies. Well, the movies are expensive now. And I think we, when we come back, we're going to talk about how they become so expensive and what they're doing to remedy that, and is that helping or hurting movies right now? This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go, y'all. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from noon to 1 central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGO Radio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it. Rate it and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay, back to the show. Ah, welcome back to the Darian America Show. Yo, WCGO 1590, smart talk. That's right. Yes, sir. One of my favorite rappers. You hear my music going out. Man, that's MC Hammer. You know, my mother wouldn't let me listen to N.W.A. <laughs> back in the day, and I really didn't get to appreciate them 
honestly, until I saw the movie. And that's what we're going into right now. The state of movies, y'all. Why? Why are movies like they are today? You know, we've had a couple few that, you know, really make me want to go to the theater and sit back. And the theaters, man. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't had a chance to go to an iPick movie, mm, mm mm-mm. Now, I will say it is very pricey, but the theaters are immaculate. They give you these big, comfy, lazy boys. They give you a blanket to snuggle up to. You get a complimentary bag of popcorn, and they may even put a little bit of Parmesan cheese on there for you. Yeah, you can order your dinner and sit right there and watch a good movie. Well, (laughs) you hope the movie's good. And I must admit, I am hard on movies. Cinematography was my degree. So I was taught the the outside and the well the insides of doing movies. So I know what it takes to actually put one together. It's not easy. You know, I've actually in the process of trying to produce an independent film, which I started to dig in on, and it didn't work out for me. You know, well, not yet. I won't say it didn't work out, but we're still working on that. We're still working on it, and we are going to produce this movie. You know, some things happened that came in to the 2019 where we thought, you know, it could happen. But it didn't, but that's okay because the script is mine. I have six screenplays in the Library of Congress that I do own. I'm waiting to produce these. And the best thing about it is the way they're doing movies now <laughs> the the topic will probably come back around because we're doing a lot of recreates. They're redoing a whole bunch of films. That's why I kind of appreciate Star Wars legacy because this is actually the way they've taken it. It's done in real time, y'all. We remember when we first saw Darth Vader. I mean, he was vicious, man. He scared the crap out of us just with his appearance alone and then James Earl Jones voicing him. Oh, my gosh, the voice of God, if I ever heard one. James Earl Jones can get mad at me, and he will probably yell. And you know, remember the old Bose Boys commercial? I think it's Bose Bose commercial where the speakers were blowing so much, and they were blowing the the glass, and the guy caught the glass, took him a little cocktail, and put his glass at the beginning of the table so it can blow back again. That's James Earl Jones' voice, the voice of God. Luke, I am your father. I wish I had that type of tonality to my voice. I think I got a nice voice. I have a radio voice. It's one of those projection type things. You you taught that. I had to learn. But ultimately, James Earl Jones is the bee's knees. And I wish they would just do a straight up Darth Vader with him doing his thing and him talking about it. So back to movies. I like the way that they've done Star Wars because they took you. Basically, it, it was started in the middle, the way you look at it. And then they added these prequels. And now they got these is the terminology postquels? <laughs> Reek sequels. That's <laughs> I'm crazy today, y'all. I am a karaoke DJ and I was doing karaoke last night, so my brain's still catching up. But I like how they're doing that. You know, you get a chance to see what happened after Luke finally, you know, found out that Darth Vader was his dad and they had the big fight and Luke won. I mean, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Star Wars, shame on you. But Luke does finally win. Now, I haven't seen this Star Wars yet. I do want to go see it. But, you know, there were some things that I wasn't happy with because I'm a cinematography guy. That's my background. I'm a writer. You know, in my mind, in school, they taught me how to look at things. I'm not really happy at how Luke Skywalker went out of the one that came out last year. You know, he didn't do anything. And he did the reverse Jedi mind trick. And he had everybody, you know, aiming all this fire on a projection. And then he disappeared. I wanted to see Luke go out like Obi-Wan. 
you know, Obi was fighting Darth Vader, and Obi had him. And then he looked over and saw Luke, and then he just dropped his saber, and then he disappeared as he was slashed with the lightsaber. I still don't quite understand why that happened, but I'm not going to analyze it that closely. But I am glad that the way that they've continued Star Wars, and that's what I was worried about. You know, do you still enjoy going to the theater? I still I like to go with the the you know they make the the changes that they've made. You can go sit in that big lazy boy. You can actually have a meal there, but it is not cost effective. You know, I took my kids to the show last Christmas. We went to see Spider Man Multiverse cartoon demo, and I spent about. 150 bucks on just a movie, a cartoon. You know, I had to pay for their tickets, of course. And then I bought us stuff to eat. And even though we had dinner, it's just something about going in the theater. You got to have something when you're there. You can, I very rarely walk into the theater and just say, I'm not going to get anything. I got to get some popcorn. I love air popped popcorn. I think it's just something about the fact that it comes out this giant popcorn vat that I got to have some. I got to have it, man. And then, you know, the theater on 87th, where I usually, where I used to go, but I don't really go to 87th and State anymore, but I will. I'll go back. They used to have, like, the popcorn season out, and you can put as much stuff on it as you wanted. I had ranch, cheddar, all that good stuff. You can pile that stuff up, and you can make your plain popcorn into cheddar ranch, jalapeno, bacon, or whatever the flavors they have out there. I thought that was a great idea, but they took it away because, of course, when you give people the opportunity to have certain things, they will mess it up. And all it takes is one bad apple. You get that one little bad kid who, <laughs> I shouldn't call him bad, that mischievous child who will open the popcorn salt up and just do whatever they feel is necessary to it. You know, I would take me a napkin and I would pour a whole bunch into the napkin so when I got in the theater, because I like a large popcorn. I don't want this that little small guy. But I get that big tub and I will, you know, sprinkle the, the salt on it during the process or the ranch or whatever. I like that stuff. I need that stuff. That's what makes your, your viewing pleasure pleasurable. You kind of want that. Do you still buy stuff at the show when you go, when you go to the theaters? Give me a call, 877-711-5611. Tell me what your favorite treat is. I am a sucker for the bucket of popcorn and I like the big giant drink that comes with it. But how much does a bucket of popcorn and a large drink, a large soda, pop, whatever you drink. I try to stay away from the sugar, but I do like a, a pink lemonade from time to time. That's going to cost you almost $12 for popcorn and a pop. When you go to the store and get it, it's significantly less. But I got to have that stuff. And then you got these cozy chairs, and it feels good to sit in those chairs and sit back and watch your, your theater. So I was curious, though. Because with Netflix coming out, Netflix, and I use Netflix first because they are, I mean, hell, they're everywhere. That's the one that you see the most. How important is Netflix to films right now? Because the big-time movie stars, the A-listers, are going to Netflix to make films. And they're not even going to the theaters anymore. Are they making the same that they would when they go to the theater? The person that's hired them. You know, like, let's talk about it. I do have the top 10 Netflix movies of 2019. I can honestly say I have not seen the majority of these. But the ones that I did see, man, The Irishman. Did you see The Irishman? It is an epic saga. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Any movie that once you get into the three hour mark, there's no way you're gonna pay attention and continuously watch this three hour epic thing. You come on, man. What have you done for three hours straight that you can remember? You can't remember all those hours, even when you're working. I mean, of course, my guys that work at Ford, they have to put those parts together, man. And you can't forget and have a brain freeze, a brain fart, if you will, while you're putting those those parts together. I mean, those are cars. But to sit and watch, I will say, though, The Irishman was entertaining. It was entertaining. I think Martin Scorsese is the producer and the director of that. And then you get, anytime you get De Niro and Pacino and Joe Pesci, you get those guys together, they have been doing film for a long time. And I love to watch those dudes on screen. And then they took basically a, bi- a biopic. They had, it was the Jimmy Hoffa story. But you got a chance to see all of the, the underbelly dealings. And it was rough, man. I, I enjoyed The Irishman. Will I watch it again? Yeah, oh no, I got to have some time on my hands to watch that. So maybe that's why it was done where it wasn't put in the theaters yet. But do you think, and I do think, the Irishman would have done a whole lot better if it went to the theaters. But maybe it's a way to cut corners because, of course, trying to get into these theaters and you're trying to save money and you want to make money here, spend money here. The producers of The Irishman chose to do it on Netflix. And it still does qualify for the Academy Award. So it's a good chance that Martin Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino, those guys can be nominated for Academy Awards. It was good, though. I don't know if I would have wanted to go out of my house and sit in the theater for three hours. Maybe it was better that I was able to sit at home and watch that. And in Netflix, you can pause the movie. Oh, man, how many times have you been sitting there at a theater and you're like, what just happened? Or if you got the kids with you and, Daddy, I want some popcorn. Okay, well, I guess I got to get up and miss some of the movies. So you just remember what happened. Tell me what happened when I get back. You come back, they totally not paying attention to the screen. That's how it was when we went to see uh, Endgame. Another long, epic movie. But the Netflix angle, I dig that somewhat. I am still a traditionalist. I like to go sit in the theater and watch my films. Man, I want to go and take, you know, take a load off. It's a chance to get you out the house. And you can make a very nice night of it. I mean, hey, you and whomever you go with, if you take that significant other, or you go with your people, you can dress up and you can actually have your movie and dinner at the IPIC theaters. And then you leave there and you can go hit a bar and hang out and have some cocktails and you can make a big night of it. So how do you like to do your movies? You can call me at 877-711-5611 to chime in. Of course, you can join on the Darien America page. You know, we are live right now at WCGO, and you can respond there if you like. I'm just curious, because I thought that Netflix and, of course, the Fire Stick. Now, let's talk about the Fire Stick. It is what it is. If you get it jailbroke, <laughs> you can get the movies that are in the theater now. So maybe that's the reason why you go to Netflix. Hey, tell you what, people are pirating our movies anyway. They're watching them. We don't, we don't want to see them watch them. So... Let's just stick it on Netflix right now anyway, and they can bypass the theater, and they can stay at home and watch. It's not a bad idea. You're trying to manipulate and make as much finance as you can on these. So, But I do like The Irishman. If you get a chance to watch that, man, Pacino is awesome. I like that guy. And I won't ruin the end if you haven't seen the movie, but it is hard to sit still for three hours. Pacino played a pretty good Jimmy Hoffa. I didn't know Jimmy Hoffa was that gangster. 
you know, I'm thinking Jimmy Hoffa was just a dude, you know, the Teamsters, and he was, he was just a dude. So it makes you kind of want to investigate and go back and do the history as to why Jimmy Hoffa was who he was. And you can kind of dig into the backstory, and it's a way to educate you. Now, of course, you shouldn't be watching The Irishman when you're in school thinking that this is the ultimate way that you're going to learn. If you got a test to study for, you may get a couple of things out of there, but you're probably not going to pass the test if they're making you study Jimmy Hoffa and what he was doing at the time. Dolomite. Eddie Murphy. Man, did you see Dolomite? That was on Netflix. I think Dolomite would have did very good in the theaters. And for whatever reason they chose to bring it straight to Netflix is beyond me, but I was really entertained. Because if you know anything about Eddie Murphy, even when he did, I think it was Raw. At the beginning of Raw, he was, they had a little kid playing him. My man Bud, he played Bud on the, on the Cosby show. Man, those little kids, when they're from kids all the way up to adults in entertainment. God bless him. Mm. But he was playing little Eddie Murphy, and he was doing a dolomite stick. Man, that's cool. I can dig it. And I dug the movie. I kind of was wanting Eddie Murphy to come back because, you know, he was the bee's knees in the 90s. You know, with Coming to America, Harlem Nights, Boomerang. That is my all-time favorite boomer movie, Boomerang. I done watched that movie a hundred times. I swear, it's one scene, and it really is of no significance, but Eddie Murphy is sitting in front of an American flag, and he got on this immaculate blazer. It was fly in the movie. I used the 90s term to describe He was fly. And, you know, he was one of those. He reminded me a lot of Bill Cosby, not the bad Bill Cosby. Not the bad Bill Cosby. Not the one putting stuff inside your pudding. Not that one. <laughs> the one that would have all these different actors and comedians. He was putting them on. So you got a chance to see Ed putting on just the talent. Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes in a movie together. I didn't think this would be the one, but it was like really nice to see Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes and Mike Epps and Craig Robinson. You know, guys that are on it today that I want to see in movies, and you got them to collab together, you know somebody had to take a pay cut. I mean, did Mike Epps really get all the money that he deserved? I don't know how much Mike Epps made. He made more than me sitting there watching it. But it was really nice to see. And then Eddie got a chance to go outside his comfort zone, play Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite, and we got a chance to see where Dolomite came from. And it made me interested in Dolomite. Now, have I went back to go watch all the old Dolomite footage? No, I ain't had time to. But would I have went to the theaters to see Dolomite? Life gets in the way, man. I, my nighttime job, when I'm not here at the radio station, I'm a DJ, a karaoke DJ. So I've been, and I've been doing it for about 10 years. I've missed a lot of evening events because people use me as the evening event. When they want to get out and step out, and they want to do something different, go outside their, their zone and... They come to do karaoke, so I'm always there. I don't get a chance to go and visit the theaters like I would like to. But that was a good movie. I strongly suggest, if you haven't seen Dolomite, Darian America gives it three and three-fourth afros. It's hard to get a four-afro movie out of me. <laughs> People always jab me on my grading scale. What? Why do you use afros? Why not? I mean, they use stars. I mean, yeah, stars are overrated. We can't touch them. We look at them. They're pretty. If you can see them, the smog blocks them up. So you can always see a, a freshly tapered afro. So that's why I use the afro. And I, I give it, three. matter of fact, three and a half afros. 
Go see Dolomite. Man, if you ain't seen it, shame on you. It's funny. I enjoyed to see the whole process. And, you know, I like movies where you're at a movie, watching a movie be made into a movie. That's kind of what Dolomite boiled down to, what what it was based on. And I'm not giving away anything, but you know the Rudy Ray Moore story. If not, it is on YouTube. It's on Google. You can find out what all happened with it. But my point was, why are Netflix movies better? Or are they better? Do you think Netflix is helping the theater? We got a few minutes left, y'all. Give me a call at 877-711-5611 and tell me what you think about Netflix versus the theater. I personally, I like the fact that Netflix is around. You know, I used to be mad about it. I'm like, man, no, man, they're going to mess up the theater. I'm okay with that. Because, of course, you always get that theater cut up. The one person in there that wants to nail that joke. And it's very rare that that particular individual will hit you with the big joke that makes the entire theater laugh. He usually comes off as annoying. And I'm like, look, man, I spent all this money trying to come see this movie. You know, I didn't bought my kids with me. I didn't bought this lady with me. I didn't came here. Whatever the case may be, where you shut the mm up? Especially when they're not funny. And they're trying their best to be funny. They've sat at home. And I'm sure they probably thought about some one-liners. I'm going to say this. Wait till this come on. And some people will go to the movies over and over again to work out that perfect line that they have discussed. Where the jerk store called, they're running out of you. If you know where that came from, hit my page or give me a call. And I may give you something. Yeah, I'll give away a prize. If you know where that came from. (laughs) I'm not repeating it because we're running out of time and I don't want a lot of calls at the end. Like a thousand people are listening right now. But they could be. I'm just talking smack. Man, so Netflix, how does it impact film today? I think it's okay that you have another option to go watch. You know, and when we get older, you know, and our grandkids are coming along, it'll be a different style of how to watch. So does the old stuff start to go away? You know, will it will there come a point where we don't even go to the theater? You know, it just comes straight to our TV. And it, it's happening now. You can pay that top dollar if you want to have that movie Soon as it comes out, just stream right to your house. And some of the ways that we have these wonderful ways to play movies. I mean, man, my frat brother has this incredible setup in his den. He has that video TV. I love it. But you got to have space for it. It's not going to make sense to have it in my little house. But his house is dope, man. I will go over there and watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I will watch the hot movie that comes out. Boxing events. The dudes are almost your height. I love it. So, yeah, Netflix is a good way to go and see other movies. It just makes me curious, is going to the theaters that, that important? And I'll give you my take on it. I think it's starting to evolve. Just like radio, we're starting to evolve, man. The ways that you can listen. This show is podcasted. So if you can't become available at 12 noon on a Saturday, you can listen to this 5 o'clock p.m. if you like. Well, I take that back because it won't be podcasted until tomorrow. <laughs> But it's still there for you. You can go back and listen to some old Darian America shows. So why not do film like that? Why do we have to go sit in the theater? Because you get that dummy in the background that's trying to make everybody laugh. When he's funny and he's on, okay. And my thing is this. If you were successful in your joke to the theater, leave it at two. Don't turn into like, the theater comedian, and it's like, all right, man, we've had enough. You've said it a few times. 
I get you. You you look funny. Hey, look funny. You got a little bit of funny to you. But if it's not working for you, shut up. Be quiet. Let me watch my show. I gotta pay my money. Which brings me to the close. We're coming up on the close, y'all. It did, man, time flies when you're having fun. And I may revisit this because I personally think that television shows are better than the theater right now. If you aren't cued into power, who shot Ghost, man? Well, we know Andre didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a spoiler. If you haven't seen the episode by now, they put it on on demand like at midnight, which I don't understand. Why would you put it on on demand before it actually airs? But, hey, I'm not mad. Keep up the good work, AT&T. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, the other guys do it, too. I have AT&T. I, I don't mess with um, the other guy. I can't even think of their name. They've disappointed me so much in the past. But I appreciate it, and I will continue to watch because I'll be here at 8 o'clock tomorrow when it comes on. I'll be producing the Roll the Dice show. So I want to stay on top, and I want to stay ahead of the curveball. I will watch Power. And I think if you watch Power every week, that's like going to the theaters. So – are movies still prevalent in your world? I think it's a great opportunity for you to take that significant other out. You all get a chance to get out on the streets, enjoy some entertainment, step out the house, man. Put on a, a nice button down and some, some jeans. You know, brush the crease in them. I still rock a crease in my jeans. Ladies, put on something nice. Go and check out the theaters. Have fun. Take a little bit of time. Just enjoy because one, we're, one thing we're doing in 2020 is we're living our best life. I'm Darian America, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. You all have an incredible Saturday afternoon. I will see you soon. Yep. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you on WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.